Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Nick Sainert. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Enrique Alvarez Cleary. If any of you need anything at all, too bad. Deal with your problems yourselves like adults. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Everybody yo, on the text line. Yo, hey, yo, yo. Hey. The, the, the text that just came in, that's where I'll draw the line. Um, but it involves the 2024 Olympics. That, that's where I'm going to draw the line. Uh, we <laughs> we cannot say that one on, on the air. Really. Uh, it, I mean, it's kind of funny, but I, I'm sorry. We, we can't do that. But we do have a deal from Gus. So uh, he will publicly apologize on Monday if Latman scores over 12 points against Wisconsin. Shout out, he will, he will publicly apologize. All right. Feel free to keep sending your text, 402-999-4620, the new uh, Sutter Heyman text line. Feel free to call in in the final segment if you have any thoughts. Uh, same nor- number as normal for that one, 402-464-5685. Let's head to the hotline where we are joined by Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity. Hello, Jacob. How's it going? Hey, uh going better than it was last week for the program so uh, exactly good thing to talk about yeah exactly and that's i mean i kind of laughed when i when i texted you last night and saying you know we got some good stuff to talk about so let's let's talk husker hoops tomorrow um first question oh yes go ahead rico first question jacob what do you know about iupui Very little, uh, except for what I saw from you guys uh, <laughs> and about them having what five players for their tournament. Yeah, game. yeah, that's that, that's rough. Does um, I, I've as a coach, I've gotten pretty shorthanded, but I've never gotten to the point where I had to go an entire game with just five players. Fun six before, but never five. <laughs> I, I ran this poll question yesterday. Does Nebraska cover a twenty-two and a half point spread against IUPUI? Uh, I. I think I responded. Oh, that's uh, right. I texted you. I asked you about it. That's right. Yes, you said yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, because I, I think with <laughs> Bryce uh, McGowan's ability to draw fouls, that he'd probably foul out one or two of them uh, before right. the end of the game. And, uh be tough to cover playing three on five. That's right. All right, so <laughs> we'll, let's talk Husker hoops here. Uh, we're joined by Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity here on the Happy Hour. Okay, let's let's just talk kind of the general thought of these last two games. I mean, what's been the the difference in these last two games compared to the previous 20 
what's allowing Nebraska to, to get some, some big road wins here late in the season? Uh, the, the first thing is shot falling. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously been a huge thing for this team all year long. Uh, I think that's what kind of put them into a hole early when guys that were brought in to, to be shooters weren't making shots. And, um, and that's where we've seen them struggle, where things go wrong and then they just kind of can't fight through that adversity. And even when they put together stretches of, of good play, they haven't been able to sustain it. Uh, re- the last few games, I, I think Hoiberg himself kind of pointed back to that Iowa game for, for where things kind of started to turn around from an offensive standpoint. And he wasn't even too disappointed with their defensive effort in that game. He was just kind of more like, well, we dared certain guys to shoot us or to, to beat us, and, and they did. So um, I think a lot of coaches will live with that when you've got your fourth or fifth option out there at a time combining for 30-plus points, then it's going to be tough to win. So um, I, I think uh, that's kind of where it started. And we saw that in the Penn State game where, I mean, with 13 to 20 from three, like yeah. shots – started falling and they, and they never stopped and everybody was feeling good. Everybody was involved. Everybody was kind of playing their part. And then in that game against Ohio state, uh, once again, hit, hitting shots early, they were able to get into a rhythm and then those shots, those shots stopped falling in the second half. But this time that they, they kind of found other ways to get it done. They, they locked in defensively. They made everything tough for Ohio state. And then they got to, got to the rim, got to the foul line when, when they needed to, to, to maintain that lead. So um, I, I, a lot of it is things, I mean, we've seen some, some weird stuff happen with this team this yeah. year. Uh, they've had a lot, a lot of bad luck go their way and, uh, or go against them. And um, I mean, a lot of it's obviously they created for themselves just with what, the, the way they were playing, but um, we saw things go well and they were able to sustain it for the first time all season long two games in a row for a full 40 minutes where they're, they're playing well um, and they're, they're putting in effort in, in all areas. We saw it defensively, like in, in that Penn State game, I rewatched, uh, I rewatched a lot of that game already, and it's just um, defensively, they, they were on the same page. Uh, their ball screen coverages were good. You had guys rotating, taking away passes, um, rotating to help the helper. All the, all the little things you got to do, obviously. Trey McGowan's, I think sets the tone on that end and he's been a big part of the stretch too where he's not scoring a ton but he's been really efficient with his with his red I mean just scoring almost 10 a game on 65 percent shooting over the, these last three games hit three of his five threes and then he's out there making life tough for the other team's best player and so that I think that kind of what we've seen is Trey settling back in after the long layoff and then everybody playing off of that and then also Bryce McGowan's last two has just kind of taken things to another level. And then Alonzo Verge, too. Like, mm-hmm. 23 assists to six turnovers in the last three games. That uh, That's what they need from him. And um, so all of those pieces are coming together. Basically, what we're seeing is guys are finally kind of settling into the roles that they were brought here and that the coaching staff kind of envisioned when they put this team together. Yeah. And uh, they're performing well in those roles. We're speaking to Jacob Padilla of Hill Varsity, and I want to get to, to Bryce in a moment. But first, you, you mentioned the, the their ability last night to adjust and find other ways to score the basketball or to to stay ahead of Ohio State when shots weren't necessarily falling for a little bit there. I mean, what does that what does that tell you about the growth that they've made? Although it be very late in the season, a, a season that's kind of already you know over. 
um, despite the Big Ten tournament, I suppose, and something miraculously happening there. But what does it tell you about the growth and, and the possibility for next season if they can get a good group or a good number of these guys back? Yeah, and that's uh, that's kind of where things do get a little tricky because we saw yeah. kind of Nebraska put together some things and, and win some games late in the season last year. And, heck, even Kobe Webster pointed to the momentum they picked up late as a reason for him wanting to come back. And then we saw what happened this season. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't carry over at all. So uh, I, I don't think um, it would be wise to point to this like, oh, everything's fixed. We're going to be great next season. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it certainly is more encouraging than things to continue as they were. Um, if they can figure out all right, what is leading to things clicking this way, what's, what are the kind of the keys to this success, and how can we kind of hone in on those, really develop that, that during the offseason, kind of add a, another piece or two that can bring some of the same things. I think uh, w- they've already got their recruiting class signed uh, for next year for the most part. Um, I think we'll see, we'll probably see some, some changes with, uh, with the staff. And then who knows who's going to be back, who's not. I'm sure they'll, they'll be a little bit more um, roster change by next season if they can go out and land a, a high-level point guard that fits a little bit better with what they're they're wanting to do and then you you have a guy like cj wilcher who's been shooting the lights out yeah. as a complimentary piece um if guys coming in a guy like denim dawson can be that three and d kind of athlete on the wing that they they've been lacking that trey is starting to kind of settle in as like if you can replace some of the pieces that's clicking this year with these guys coming in and can do it early in the season then you'll have a chance to kind of sustain this but um I, I don't i wouldn't say that this is like oh everything's fixed but it's certainly a better sign than for them con- to continue to struggle speaking of adjustments what did you see from from the lineup change when when Derek walker got into foul trouble they just instead of bringing in eduardo andre they would move lat to the five and bring in cj wilcher well and they even had a stretch there late in the first half and even a little bit some in the second half where uh, Lat was in foul trouble too, and they had CJ at the five, uh, with five guards out there. And I mean, they they were playing they were playing some zone to try to hide guys. They they were fighting, they were battling. CJ's been playing the four. Uh, he's been the backup four basically since uh, um, Wilhelm Breidenbach went down. Uh, with Keon Edwards kind of falling out of the lineup, they just decided, all right, we're just gonna gonna go all in uh, on small ball here, and uh, CJ's strong enough to kind of hold his own a little bit down there against bigger guys. And um, I mean, when, when you're shooting the ball really well, small, small ball works. Even if you give up two, you're getting three on the other end. So, uh, but they did a great job of like playing together when they were in those small lineups um, and, and really battling. And that man that he, he played really well against Penn state. Uh, I think arguably his best game of the season. Um, and then he didn't, didn't quite shoot as well uh, against Ohio State, and obviously he got in some foul trouble too, but he, he still did a pretty darn good job defensively. Uh, I mean, Nebraska as a team did against E.J. Liddell, and he finished with 27, but they really made him work for that. Um, I think he uh, was at uh, like 23 shooting possessions to get those, between the free throws, and I think he was 7-17 from the field, so... Uh, you, you had guys really making him work, and so that's again, Lat is playing better down this recent stretch, and that's been part of it too. That's kind of been one of the dis- disappointing parts. They haven't had 
that consistent presence at stretch four that has been able to um, kind of allow their offense to click and create the, the necessary floor spacing. And between the way that so- Wilcher's been shooting the ball and what Mayen has done in these last couple games, they're finally getting that. We're speaking to Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity, talking Husker hoops with him. Uh, we get this asked on the text line. Um, is Bryce a for-sure first-round pick? I don't know that he's a for-sure first-round pick. Um, it, it's going to come down to the, the kind of GMs and scouts and what they see because you kind of dive into his season, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of reasons to like, oh, actually, um, he's better than what his numbers say. But then there's also some like, well, um, is this more just a volume guy that um, like you, you worry about the jumper and all these types of things. So it's ultimately it's going to come down to kind of what those, what those evaluators – hone in on and what they believe in, uh, kind of trying to pick apart this season. Uh, I think there are definitely some some indicators that actually he's he's a better shooter than we've seen this year, um, and I think that will uh, help him at the next level when he's not having to take the same kind of shots that he has at Nebraska, mm-hmm. just based on the role he has to play. Uh, eventually, like to be a, a, an upper-level NBA player uh, with his skill set, he's going to have to shoot some of the the pull-ups and uh, the threes and all that type of stuff at a better rate than he has at Nebraska. But his catch-and-shoot numbers are actually pretty good when he's gotten gotten clean looks. Um, It's just he's struggled off the dribble, and he's struggled when he's taken some contested shots. Um, So I I, I think he's definitely in the mix. He's a a certain possible first-round pick. Mm -hmm. And I I think I wouldn't – you look at a guy like Brandon Boston uh, with the Clippers, where he he had a he had a rough freshman year and ended up tumbling down the draft boards. But the Clippers still believed in the talent and they made him a second round pick and they gave him a guaranteed contract and he's actually playing for them now. Um, I think Bryce has had a, be- a better season than, than Boston probably. Um, I don't know that he's he's hurt his stock quite as much again, especially once you get through the season and you kind of look past the surface numbers and really dive into, all right, how has he put up these numbers? Like, what's behind him? Um, I think he'll have a chance to to make some fans uh, out of evaluators. But it's definitely – he's not a guy that – I don't think he's helped himself this season, his stock. I think he's probably fallen off a little bit just with some of the shooting numbers and all that. But um, I I don't think he's, like, played himself out of being drafted where he feel – where he would feel comfortable with going and, and this last one before we let you go we're talking to jacob padilla of hill varsity it's more of a comment and i kind of want to get your thoughts on it as well than a, than a question i mean nebraska fans are kind of in a place now this year with a guy like bryce where they've never been before where we're talking about a guy who may have the potential to go to the nba draft after just one year in college i mean nebraska's never had a, a one and done type of guy they're, they're kind of in a, in a place they've never been in before yeah and because of the, the the lack of success this season, I think mm-hmm. it's it's going to be tough. Like I don't, I'm not sure that fans are going to know what to think uh, about Bryce. Um, I, I'm sure if he if he goes to the league and has some success, like they'll they'll enjoy having like that connection and having a guy to watch. I know um, a, a lot of players still enjoy what they get to see from Isaiah Roby um, yeah. at this point. Obviously, Roby's a guy that put in three years in the program, and they had a better connection to, but still. It's still kind of fun that for a fan to see someone from your school playing at the next level, and but it is going to be tough to like 
properly put into context what he's accomplished is obviously he's climbing up the freshman charts. He's uh, most 20 point games, um, all t- like freshman score. Like he's, um, his name's going to be all over that freshman record book for his first, his one season at Nebraska. So wrote about that like, a couple of weeks ago, just kind of about trying to contextualize what he's done this year. Um, knowing that Nebraska hasn't had the team set success, but understanding like that he's still, um, has what he's done is, has still been impressive and deserves recognition. All right, Jacob. Uh, one just came to my mind. It's about high school basketball. State tournament is next week. You and I will be there. Um, I mean, who who are you most excited to? Who who's your pick to win Class A boys state tournament next week? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I I'd go in with Westside. Um, oh, just kn- knowing their depth and experience. Um, I, I think. I feel I would feel good about any of those top three seeds yeah. most likely winning it. I, I think it is a, a three horse race uh, for the most part. Gretna has shown the ability to to knock off those top teams. Obviously, Central has been close uh, a couple of times, but I think we'll probably see one of those top three advance. And uh, Westside, uh, as long as they get healthy with um, Chandler Meeks back to, to full strength and Caleb Benning, if he can get back out there and do what he does. I just feel like they're probably the uh, – they've got the most experience with all their seniors plus uh, Tate Adbadi as a junior and the way they defend. I think yeah. that's kind of what separates them is they really do make things uncomfortable for the, the teams they play against. And we saw that in, in the Metro tournament where those guards really made life difficult for um, the guys they play. So I, I wouldn't be surprised with any of those three, but if I had to take a pick, I, I'd go west side right off the bat. All right, awesome stuff, Jake. Appreciate the time as always. Um, let's hope for another Husker men's basketball win on Sunday against Wisconsin. That would be uh, a wacky way to end this season. Appreciate the time as always. Good stuff. We'll, we'll talk to you down the road. All right, sounds good. That is Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity. Appreciate him uh, just coming on. I, I Like I said, texted him last night after the game, and, and I appreciate him willing being willing to just come on in, in a blink of an eye there. Uh, join us on the show. Good stuff from him. Really good stuff over uh, Nebraska basketball and a little high school stuff. Once again, state tournament is next week. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be covering games all week long, all day long. It's going to be great. Every single Class A and Class B. You're going to hear a lot of Nick and a lot of DP. Yes, you will. A lot of time during the day and evening. We're excited for it. We're, I'm super excited. It's going to be a good one. Uh, boys games wrap up tonight. The The girls' state tournament is set in stone, so if you want to see the bracket, head over to NSAA.com. Um, but the boys finish up their district finals. Tonight, still a couple Lincoln teams playing for playing for spots in uh, the state tournament, I believe. Lincoln East is playing Creighton Prep. Uh, Lincoln Southwest is on the road at Gretna. Pius is up at Papillion La Vista South. And Lincoln Excuse me, Lincoln East, I believe, is at West Side, and Lincoln Northeast is at Creighton Prep. So, um, still four teams. And from Bellevue Lincoln. West is playing Millard South. Yes, Bellevue West. Yeah, your your school. They are the there. two seed. Millard North's the one seed. Um, so that's the three seeds that that Padilla was kind of talking about was Millard North, Bellevue West, and, and Omaha West Side. So we'll see what happens when next week comes around. We'll have all your coverage right here on the ticket. So don't turn that dial next week. But when we come back, we'll wrap up Wednesday's show next up. Download our app by searching 93.7 A Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Ever wonder what separates cloud innovators? Find out. 
Download the Deloitte U.S. Future of Cloud Survey Report, closing the cloud strategy, technology, and innovation gap at Deloitte.com slash U.S. slash cloud survey. Deloitte.